podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. We are but two days away from, well, always like to say the biggest match of the season. Every match feels like the biggest match of the season. I am joined as always by Tony Haggerty and Jim Orr. Tony, how are you doing? I'm very well, Laura. Yourself? Not too bad. Jim, you keeping good? I have a cold, Laura, so apologies if I'm coughing and sneezing. I've been locked in Tony's basement for the past two weeks, so uh, oh. <laughs> Still getting used to the lights. The light, yes, the exactly. Anybody who uh, wonders why Jim might be locked in the basement just needs to look at last week's show. <laughs> right. Um, and Tony, you're back from Narnia. You're back outside the wardrobe, I see, as well. I'm back outside the wardrobe, yeah. As, uh, I'm kind of level head when I'm outside the wardrobe. It was their way of doing you know what I mean? I was just like, uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, you might notice an unfamiliar face as well. <laughs> you might notice an unfamiliar face as well joining us today on Axom. Um, we are joined by football vlogger based in Hungary, Botond. Uh, Botond, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. I'm sure the viewers uh, watching would like to know how you got involved with Axom and how you made friendships with uh, some of the contributors in Axom, not least Kevin McCluskey, who's obviously based out in Budapest. Uh, you were just telling us before how you guys met, and I think people would be interested to hear that. So how, d- how did you and Kevin first strike up a friendship? Yeah, well, I met Kevin like two years before, uh, so sort of one year before I started my, uh, my YouTube channel. So uh... So we we got in touch long before uh, before I got in touch personally with Celtic before I could travel to to Glasgow. Uh, I was wearing a, a St. Pauli mask because I was visiting St. Pauli a stadium tour in Hamburg recently. In that summer, it was after the first COVID wave, and there were like two months where where people could travel. So so I went to Hamburg and visited the stadium tour of of St. Pauli wearing the mask. So Kevin started talking to me on on uh, the tram, and then we it just came out. Then we are uh, both. Uh, really into football 
So uh, so we just kept in touch. Uh, well, obviously, he told me that he's a big Celtic fan and he's a freelance uh, journalist here, uh, here in Budapest and then writing all that content about Hungarian football. But he's also very enthusiastic about Celtic, obviously. And uh, should I tell you as well how, how I got in touch with the fan who invited me to Celtic this this uh, winter? Go for it. We love to hear stories about the Celtic family and how they're reaching out to folks. So why don't you give us that as well? Yeah, it's of course, uh, as most of the people would think, well, my favorite team is Ferenc Saros in Budapest. And uh, many Celtic fans know it because we, we played each other, the, the two teams, in the recent uh, two seasons. Uh, first, well, I don't want to, don't really want to, to remind people, but the first result was like that was only a one-off occasion because of the COVID, like the the qualifications to the uh, to the Champions League, and then we could grab a lucky victory. I, I sure that the result would have wouldn't have been a victory for us if it would have been before a full house uh, attendance, but that was sadly not the case, or for us lucky, another case. And, and uh, a year later, uh. Our team traveled back to Celtic Park, lost to Nilan and Celtic uh, traveled to Budapest and they won 3-2. It was pretty uh, difficult or, or like impossible to get away tickets for, uh, for Celtic fans because of this, uh, because of this EU COVID uh, regulation. Like the Celtic fan I, I talked to, uh, he literally got the, the same vaccine as me, but it wasn't allowed because it's not an EU COVID certificate. It was, it was quite pointless. Anyway, mm. uh, he saw the, the vlog, Ferenc against Real Betis, and he commented how come that Spanish fans get their way tickets and Celtic fans, Scottish fans don't. And, and I, was, I was like, write me an email <clears> if, <throat> if you don't get the tickets. And then he came to Budapest and I sorted him some VIP tickets. Obviously, there was only one person in the away section, but they could go into VIP. So uh, as a return, he invited me back for the Glasgow Derby and one other game, which would have been hips in December, but that was, that was postponed. So it, it was Motherwell in the end. So those two games, that was just, uh, the story. A bit long, but yeah. Yeah, no, great to hear um, people making connections through football and through Celtic. It's it's, it's wonderful to hear. Um, we'll certainly get on to the, the next Glasgow Derby coming up on Sunday and get your thoughts on that uh, as, as well as Jim and Tony's. But um, a few other things to discuss before we get to that. Um, Tony, I wanted to come to you first on this one. Um, it's, you know... We're flogging a dead horse if we go back to talking about the Sydney Cup, but obviously there has been a massive change in the circumstances. Um, Rangers, as <coughs> courageous as they are, decided to tweet out at 1.30am Australian time that they were pulling out of uh, the, the Sydney Cup. Uh, the potential ramifications of that for them are yet to be um, determined, uh, but I'm sure there will be ramifications from them if anything I'm reading is to go by. Um as a Celtic supporter and given the controversy that there's been around the potential friendly tournament, how does it make you feel to know that there will not be this uh, overseas Glasgow Derby going ahead? <laughs> I actually couldn't really care less. <laughs> I genuinely uh, well, I mean, my opinion was fine. Rangers no more in the Sydney Cup. Great. Celtic can just go on with the Ange Postacoglu homecoming tour and play whatever opponents they they face. Yeah, that, that, you know the word on the street is that it's going to be Milan that are drafted in. I genuinely couldn't care less what Rangers do uh, and what ramifications happens to them. Uh, the, I, I wrote a piece about the fact that I felt it was all about like the Harlem Globetrotters, half and half scarves. You know, tablet macaroon, the chewing gum, and the 
you know, hats, scarves, badges and tapes kind of stuff. So <coughs> that element is uh, now being removed. I'm just happy that Celtic are still there and the fans from down under will get to see Celtic. Probably a disappointment for them in the fact that they might not see a derby happening in their homeland, which they maybe look forward to. But as far as I'm concerned, it was all about Celtic on this tour and Ange taking his team back home and the prestige and honour that he he felt what Rangers did was kind of irrelevant to me, to be honest. Uh, so, uh, as I say, I was pretty non plus. Was I shocked and surprised by it? No, because I think we spoke about it last week. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't go ahead because something would happen. So there you go. Something has happened. Rangers are pulled out, Celtic press on regardless, and they will cop uh, some financial rewards for appearing in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And all that goes with it. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. But as for Rangers, they can, whatever happens, happens, and I'm, I'm really nonplussed and not bothered, really. Yeah, Jim, I think I'm probably reflecting um, Tony's thoughts on it. Um, if anything, I'm slightly. I would even go as far as to say a bit relieved because as though, although I wasn't too fussed about it, there was a bit of a bad taste left in my mouth that there, that we had got to this point commercially that we were willing to kind of play Rangers overseas and, and, and for the money that was involved, even though you can't turn that down. Did you have any reaction yourself, Jim, to, to the news when it came out or was it, as Tony said, just what you expected would happen? I think the Celtic board out of jail here. I think they showed a complete lack of self-awareness. Uh, I wasn't so much concerned about the decision to play the games, but the fact that this has been going for eight months, apparently, there have been discussions. And one would imagine that they wanted Celtic there. And one would imagine that they must have spoken to Celtic about, well, if we put this tournament on with a couple of local teams, who would you like as the other European team? Of all the European teams you could pick in Europe, who would you want to pick Celtic? And they picked them. And you're thinking, what's that about? Because yeah. I would imagine that the people organising the tournament would have said to Celtic, you pick it. You pick the team you want. And what we want is a team that's going to you know, have a kind of football festival. We're all going to have a good time. And you go for somebody like, I don't know, Inter Milan or somebody like that. And Tony mentioned half and half scarf. You would have half and half scarves if they played Inter Milan or yeah. uh, another big team who the Celtic have a good relationships with. And I just found that astonishing when all this stuff came out. This has been ongoing for eight months and that was a decision that they made. And uh, I think they've got a jail. Big style. And I don't think anyone was concerned about Ange going back to Australia. It was playing a Glasgow derby in Australia. It was just a nonsense. And and I think I get the same reaction from the majority of both sets of fans. And I understand a bit about if you're in Australia and you'd love to see this game. But I think it's it's a bit more than that. It's a bit, you know, I mean, the whole kind of, you know, we're, we're not half of anything in one club from 1888. So if you're going to talk, talk, you need to walk the walk. So we're seeing all this stuff over here and then we've organised this and we've had eight months to organise it and this is what we've come up with. So yeah. I'm delighted that we're going. I'm delighted that we're going to play in another European team. And that's no disrespect to other Glasgow rivals. I just think it was a bad idea. And I think you saw that at Den Park a couple of weeks ago now with all the tennis balls getting put on the park. They're not happy. Most of the Celtic fans, I think, aren't happy. So I think the board out of jail, big style. 
Yeah, um, Kookaburra is watching from Australia, says greetings all from Australia. So unfortunately you won't get Glasgow Derby, but you still will get some glamorous football there. And a familiar face, Kevin McCluskey says, great to see Batond on the show. Uh, thank you for uh, organising that for us, Kevin. Um, Batond, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I thought it would be interesting. Um, I don't know how aware you are of the whole um, Sydney Cup controversy if we want to put it that way and the fact that Celtic and Rangers were supposed to be playing Australia Rangers have now pulled out um, to use a phrase that we used in English language uh, do you think it's been a bit of a storm in a teacup have Celtic supporters and Rangers supporters blown it up or can you understand the feelings amongst people uh, at the kind of controversy that it caused well, uh, I'm aware of the situation, and uh, as soon as, as I got the news, uh, I asked uh, my followers on, on Twitter what uh, what they think about that. There were a few answers, and uh, everybody was once uh, was uh, against it. Obviously, always see all these big fixtures around the world, like uh, like French Super Cup or or even uh, league games of of the top five divisions in Europe. They they talk about moving them to to USA or or uh, to the Far East, and and obviously it's about commercialization commercialization so uh, so I can understand the both sets of fans uh, although I only heard the uh, Celtic uh, point of view of, of the Celtic fans uh, I can understand this uh, <clears throat> agreement and uh, there is some some kind of justice in that this won't be played in the end yeah, uh, it's a it's a strange situation to be in because we were we had Jared on the show last week who was who was asking Tony and I you know what to expect from a Celtic Rangers match and we were kind of stumped, weren't we, Tony? Because we were a little bit like, well, it's not going to be a Celtic Rangers match the way the way we know it, and so now we don't have to now we don't have to think about it. And actually, I'm now looking more forward to what the as, as Jim put it, Tony, the festival of football that awaits with the teams that we might get invited? Yeah, well, I think they were saying the smart money's on AC Milan. I, mm-hmm. I kind of agree with Jim. It'd probably been better if it was Inter Milan, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I don't know if you can approach the other uh, Milan club and, and see if they would be willing to take part. Maybe they did. Don't know, but I think that would have a, that would have mass appeal, wouldn't it? Celtic Inter Milan because of the obvious connections. But, yeah, it doesn't really matter if it's a glamour club from one of the top leagues in Europe, then, yeah, it will be, as Jim says, the, the festival of football and, and a, an occasion to be enjoyed and embraced. That was quite funny there, Laura. Sorry, but in there we asked Bodan, uh, if you've asked this question five or six weeks ago, hey, Bodan, what do you think of the Sydney Cup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, I was really on about it. You know, so, it doesn't really matter. It's a wee kind of kick about before yeah. Uh, for the World Cup. So, yeah, it'll be good for Ange to take Celtic back to Australia. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be great. And, and, uh, but that's all it is at the end of the day. I mean, uh, over over this side of the world, you're, you're never going to get that excited about you know games before the season starts, non-competitive games. But totally appreciate if you're living in Australia and your chance to see Celtic, even though it's not a kind of sort of full squad Celtic, then it's a fantastic thing to have. And if we have the right opposition, then so much the better. Yeah, we've got a much better, uh, much bigger game coming up against Rangers uh, this Sunday, which we will get to uh, in due course. Um, the other big news story, obviously, breaking from Celtic. Um, I have to say there was a little bit of me uh, thinking they still need to work on the optics of some of their marketing. Uh, they obviously released uh, the sort of... Uh, 
registering to renew your season ticket this week uh, with Come On Fuel The Noise. I think the last uh, thing anybody wants to be thinking about just now is fuel and uh, the increases in price which are also reflected in the season tickets. Uh, I believe it's about a 6% increase in the season ticket prices which will result in about £2.5 million worth of extra uh, revenue for Celtic into the next year. Um, Jim, I'll come to you on this. I've seen I've seen both sides of the argument. I've seen some people saying, well, you know, operating costs for the football club have been massively hit over the last couple of years. Cost of living is increasing, uh, and so cost of commercialisation will increase off the back of that. Some are saying that Celtic are justified to increase the prices. Some are saying they should have absorbed the cost. As a season ticket holder yourself, where where do you stand on that argument? Welcome to Finance Corner. <laughs> uh, uh, that was quite a long question you asked there. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I'm tempted to do that. I apologise. <laughs> no, it's a good question. A good question. I think uh, maybe maybe not so more about, about the money side of things. I think in terms of the timing of it, mm. you know, it's only it was only the end of March. You know, I think there's a time to do this stuff. But we all know we're going to have to renew our season tickets at some point in time, and most fans tend not to renew them at the end of March. You know, so there's plenty of time. Now, whether they're, they're thinking we've got a feel-good factor just now, get out just now, but if we want it Sunday, you've got an even bigger feel-good factor. I don't think they should be putting stuff out until the end of April, uh, at the very least. Uh, in terms of how much should they charge, they were always going to charge more than they charged last season. Uh, is it good, bad or indifferent? I don't know. There's such a huge demand and there's meant to be a waiting list, you know, so they can pretty much do what they want. But I think it would be good PR to kind of not charge more than they did last season. But then you've got that kind of bit of a balancing act that, you know, if they take in more money, we should be able to get better players. And I think the one thing we can see over the past, over over this season is that they've spent the money. They've spent their money and they've spent it wisely. Whereas maybe in seasons gone past that we've given a, a lot of money and they haven't spent it. They haven't spent it wisely. So, uh... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I don't mind giving Ange a few bob more because I think he knows what he's going to do with the money. Uh, I question the timing of that coming out just now because, as I said, I don't think people... Renew their tickets until well into well into May and possibly June and July in some cases. So, no need to put out just now. They're going to increase. Is it too much? Is it too little? I don't know. I think things are tight for everyone. Uh, it'd have been a good BPR exercise to just keep it the same. And they make that point, you know, given all the kind of difficulties people have had with the fuel. And I hadn't actually picked up Laura. That was very clever. That come on, fuel. She's quite smart, that, 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 that Laura woman. See that, that box? I'm outside it, Jim. I'm outside oh, that oh, box. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> on top of the wardrobe. Yeah. So, so uh, no, I think uh, he who is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Brian Walsh kind of uh, on YouTube is coming in with some of the same um, things that you're saying. He's saying my season ticket was £510 last year, £542 <laughs> this time. Roughly a 6.2% increase. It's broadly in line with inflation, um, but renewals out far too early. Tony, I have to say, Jim and, and Brian raising the timing issue was interesting to me as well because they were a lot less keen to get the renewals out last year when 
chances yeah. where people were less keen to to renew. Do you think? Do you think that's had the the season we're having is having an impact on the timing, or or are we, is it too simplistic to to go down that road? Of course it is, and also I I agree that had they made it the same, the season ticket prices the same, it would have been a wonderful gesture and a wonderful PR exercise, as Jim said there. Well, just as a wee bit back to the Celtic supporters for all their support last season and this season. I get what Jim says, the money coming, the extra money, give it to Ange. You do trust Ange to spend it wisely on players. That's fair enough. But what a gesture it would have been. We're going to keep that feel-good factor going because they, they put it in with a, a snippet of Ange's team talk from the cup final. You know, And I thought, see if they'd have said, no changes, no price changes in the scene tickets across the board. Here's a wee snippet of how the manager riles the troops ahead of Sunday. I mean, everybody would have been an absolute fever pitch. You know, they'd been wondering what he was going to say to the players. And, you know, it would have just, a, you know, that groundswell of feel-good factor coursing through the supporters, the team, you know, the fans, the 700 fans that are going to go there. I mean, they're paying what? On Sundays at 52 quid? Mm. Ticket, I believe. You know, that's... I know it's high, but and people say it's been like that for years, but it's still a lot of money to pay to watch one football match. Mm-hmm. And allowing for the fuel hikes and the fact that you notice that, I have to say I noticed that myself, Jim, but I don't want to say Why am I on this? <laughs> <laughs> to fight for me. Uh, but no, I, I just think as PR exercises go, sometimes Celtic get it very right, other times they get it a bit wrong, don't they? And I just think it would have been a wonderful gesture to say a freezing ticket, freezing season ticket prices and uh, take it from there. You know, it would have been it would have been a nice thing to do for all the fans that followed them through the debacle of last season and are now just as excited about what could happen come the end of this season. I think also, um, just to butt in, sorry. Lord, yeah, there, sorry. There are lots of fans like myself who can't afford that. There's lots of fans who possibly can't afford that now and having to make hard decisions, possibly give up their season tickets. So that's that's another reason for maybe just keeping it keep it keep it was. Sorry to butt in. No, that's all right. Um but Sand, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Obviously, um more from your point of view as a supporter um, in Hungarian football. Um it's been an ongoing theme in Scottish football. Um, throughout COVID that, you know, Celtic and perhaps some of the other big clubs haven't given back to the fans in the way that they could have in terms of, you know, reducing ticket prices or giving free matches or or, or things like that. Has that been something that you've seen in Hungarian football or have the prices remained the same? Have they increased at all? What's it like over there? Well, uh... Our prices, because well, we have a different currency. Uh, that's that's very weak. It's it's a constant inflation here in in Hungary, and uh, it mm. it uh, it gets weaker and weaker compared to to euros and uh, and pounds. So our mm. prices did not increase. They they remain the same, but because of in inflation, we can say that that they kind of uh, they kind of increased still in a in an invisible way. But, mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm experienced in, in the Ferenc Saros point of view because that's a club I'm support and I'm a season ticket holder there. And it was a really generous gesture from the club that uh, if one has been a season ticket holder at least for two years uh, in the last two, two seasons since the COVID hit in and, uh, and matches were played behind closed doors and we, we had the, the chance to, to request the money back and the people who have not done 
that any to, to request any of those prices back they got the, the season tickets for this season free so i have now a, a free uh, season ticket but otherwise uh, a whole like i'm i'm in the the old truck <coughs> and that there are the the cheapest uh, season ticket prices at ferencvaros and that's i think that's less than a single ticket for a glasgow derby for a celtic rangers so, uh, so it's really really cheap over here yeah, it's it's just interesting because it's always something that's interested me about the, the difference in prices between football. You, you hear about Germany specifically has very affordable football and it's just something that that would be interesting to see going forward. As Jim says, there's a lot of um, people who can't afford to keep up with going to the football as much and we see the club doing a lot in terms of with the Cano Foundation and that kind of thing, trying to help underprivileged kids see football. But you know, hopefully in the future there's some ways in which the club can give back. But understandably as well, they, they are an operating business and, you know, costs are increasing. So it'll be interesting to to see how that affects all of us going forward. Um, we'll, uh, we'll leave that to one side though and we'll get on to the important thing. I think we might just fit in everything we want to talk about for the upcoming game on Sunday uh, between now and the end of the show. Um Jim, I'll come to you. I've seen, I, I've seen a lot of um, discussion about how we're going to handle the game, what the potential weaknesses are, what the potential strengths are going into the game. What's your general feeling um, for Sunday? Are you are we on a good footing or, uh, or or not going into Sunday? Hard question. I think so many things could happen. Uh, in the last game, we were outstanding in that first half. I think I said after the game that from their point of view, they made a thought that looked like a kind of bad night at the office. I think they were missing... Aribo Morelos by the that, that game. Yeah. Morelos is out again, but I mean, Roof's quite a capable deputy for them. So they're a good team. I, I don't want to be kid that they're not a good team. I mean they've we've went on this long, long undefeated run. They've only lost one game in that series and and they're, and they're playing well in Europe. So they're no mugs. And I think home advantage is going to maybe play a big part. But we're on a good run. We've got momentum and we've got confidence. And uh be interesting, interested to see what team Ange plays. Uh, on Sunday uh, I'd be happy if we get with uh, share the spoils we I mean, obviously want to go there and win but uh, if we come out after Sunday still three points ahead I'd be delighted with that that'd be, that'd be the, the hardest game I've got left negotiated and, and we're no worse off uh, I think Angie's get it's, it's hard to second guess him isn't it Tony in terms of what kind of team he's going to pick uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like a bit more physicality in the team, you know, like I said before, I'd, I'd like Ralston and Juranovic, and that's no disrespect to Taylor. I think Taylor's been outstanding this season. I just think that combination offers more going forward, and, and Ralston gives us a bit of physicality in the in both boxes. Uh, in terms of the team, Hart and Carter Vickers and Starfield pick themselves. Midfield, if Rogic's fit, Rogic starts, McGregor starts, and then you've got a question mark who the, who the third person is. Is it Hatati or is it Beaton? Can you trust Beaton? Discuss. Beaton gives you a bit of physicality as well. Man, at the top of the screen is shaking his head. Why are you doing that? <laughs> so, uh, Beaton gives you a bit of physicality. Guys, guys, we've been down this road before. Let's not. <laughs> no, no, he, he, I, I shook my head and said, You trust Beaton? And I, and I shook my head again. <laughs> I'm not doubting that he gives you physicality. I'm just on the trust issue alone. Don't send me back to the basement, Dad. Uh, so, uh, question mark there. Uh, up front, if Maeda's fit, Maeda plays, I think, with Yakimakis and Yota. If Maeda's not fit, I'd go with James A. Forrest for the experience. He's not good. Okay, no basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'll survive this week. Uh, 
So, but who can who can second guess the big man? I think if we go there and we play well and we can cope with the atmosphere there, because it's going to be you know quite hot there. And I think uh, I said for the last game, I thought the team that scored first would likely win the game, and if they scored early enough, chances they might win convincingly. And, and I can I still kind of feel you about. And Sunday, I've got a feel about draw. I've got a feel about one each on Sunday. And as I said earlier, I'd be, I'd be more than happy with that. Yeah. Um, Tony, it's an interesting one because obviously every bit of you wants to, to beat Rangers. And that's without an ounce of hatred in your heart, as I said last week. But every ounce of you wants to beat Rangers every game going forward. But uh, I, I can see Jim's point that, you know, we're ahead in the league on points, on goal difference, I believe, on, on a number of things. A draw wouldn't be the worst result, would it? No, it wouldn't be the worst result. But we're not going to play for a draw. The man knows no other way to play. We're going to go there and attack and hopefully win. That's just the way it is. And with that in mind, I think you'll play a team like that. Not trying to second guess what Jim says, but I think uh, he'll play with the same midfield that played in the 3-0 game. Mm -hmm. I think we'll think he would risk Rogic because he said Rogic was medium Terrell, wasn't he? So mm -hmm. I think he'll play with uh, McGregor, Hatati, and O'Reilly. Thoughts. And I know Jim might say that there's a lack of physicality there. I get that, but I, I just think the way they'll set up, they'll, they'll try and kind of blitz them attacking minded. And I, and I would play the same front three as well, because I think that's Celtic's major strengths from middle to front. You still question marks about the back and their ability to deal with set pieces. We spoke about that off there, that kind of thing. But I think he'll, he's going in no other frame of mind than to, to win this match and place one hand on the Champions and the Scottish Premiership trophy if they can. I agree with Jim. If they can come out, Ibrook's unscathed and still be three points ahead, great. If they can be six ahead, then even better. And I think Angel think that they can be six ahead come two o'clock on Sunday afternoon and he'll certainly go for it in that sense. Can he legislate? I think the, the crowd will be a big thing as well. The Celtic had it in their favour uh, and Rangers will have it in their favour on Sunday. I know fans don't score goals, but it's just kind of the bearing they can have on things, you know, where officials going with shouts, things like that, that kind of thing, you know, so you just don't know. But lots of variables, but I think we're in great shape. We're in as good a fettle as we could possibly we go to Ibrooks in. We've got some cracking options from the bench as well. That's bearing in mind that James Forrest and Abada aren't in your starting lineup. You know, you might even have the possibility of Kyogo on the bench. And I would put Kyogo on the bench for just the noise up factor alone, even if he's fit or not fit to play any kind of match. We, we spoke about that. You, you said you wouldn't, but it's just, you know, I just think there's all sorts of mind games and psychology comes into play and if you're a Rangers defender and you're seeing him on the bench you're thinking he could come on and influence proceedings so you're just it's you know it's a myriad of things but I think if as Ange likes to say if Celtic can go there and play our football then we're a hard team to beat but all conversely Rangers are a good side I, I agree with Jim on that they're a good side and you will need to be playing your A game to Ibrox. 
Yeah, uh, Erin L on YouTube is saying, cannot wait for this game, here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling the same, but I have to say by Sunday I, I wouldn't be as excited, I don't think. I'll, I'll not be eating my breakfast or my lunch probably. Um, and Chilpill, an ironic name given that I'm going to bring this up. Jim, we have the best defence in the league and the best strike Ruby, force. Ruby. <laughs> Are you sure? Can you, can you fact check that? Maybe. Is that a big achievement? (laughs) We'll leave that one there. Um, But but um, I I wanted to get your thoughts as somebody who's maybe got a little bit less, um, who's a little bit less on Celtic side or on Rangers side perhaps, even though obviously you've developed a relationship with uh, Celtic supporters. Um, what's your opinion of the two teams going into Sunday? You know, what what are the strengths for Celtic? What are the strengths for Rangers that you think we can we can look to see in the game on Sunday? Well, what I can say as a as like a regular football fan who experienced the the Glasgow derby for the first time this year is that afterwards I was I was quite sure that uh, like Rangers will. Uh, will go out of the Europa League and, and Celtic will proceed in the Conference League. And on the European stage, we saw something completely different, although it's perhaps a, a tactical move from Ange, obviously, because it's, uh, it's much more at stake in the, in the Premiership to, to win for Celtic. But, well, away for Celtic, it's, it's obviously much harder. Uh, I've been getting questions from, uh, from followers, especially on, on Instagram and when we were live streaming and and stuff like that. Uh, what my what my uh, score prediction is? Well, I said two one for Celtic, but I think it's going to be really tight until the the last minute. So I think attack is is the is the strength of uh, of both teams, and both teams can be defeated in the back, like quick counters. So uh, you got Giacomakis on an excellent form, scoring two hat tricks recently. That that could be a big thing because he wasn't really on song against. Uh, Against Rangers in the home match, well, obviously we had uh, we had Hatate and uh, and Abada instead, but but he could be a, a big kind of weapon for for Celtic. So I think it's it's gonna be about using the chances because uh, it's gonna be a the tense game. I think it's gonna be a really exciting one. Uh, so so many chances and in uh, both teams can can be beaten in in defense. So. Uh, a slight edge perhaps for Celtic but really hard to, to predict Yeah, um, it's it's interesting as well, We, we I think as Celtic supporters we've all switched who our kind of outstanding player this season is, who our best player is and who we think brings the most to the team um, again for you watching Celtic as you have, who are, the, who are the standout players for you in the Celtic team so far this season? Well, I've seen three Celtic matches uh, in a stadium and tried to get some live streams, obviously, after I got involved and in after I got so many new uh, subscribers from uh, from Celtic and so many positive uh, feedback in the, in the comments. That was uh, that was really excellent. So uh, the first I saw was obviously my team, Ferenc Sarsch, playing Celtic there. We had, uh, uh, or you had, uh, uh, Kyogo still. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, injured, and, and he scored an excellent goal straight away in the third minute. Then you had uh, Jota and Abada scoring. Both teams were uh, were putting on a really great performance in the two other matches I visited. Rangers at home and uh... mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. 
Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Madhuwal away. Obviously, Hatate, we, we didn't have him uh, uh, in the autumn because, because he is signing the winter transfer period. So uh, I think Abada, despite his young age, I mean, I was the other day I was realizing that he's even <laughs> a year younger than me. So, uh, and, and he's... Uh, He's, uh, well, he's not a tall person, but, but his movement, uh, the way he got that third goal against Rangers, obviously that was a de- big defensive mistake as well, but, but he just got his eyes for, for that cross uh, from Hatate. And uh, it, it's hard to name one Celtic player, you know, because uh, not only the fan base, but the team is, is uh, so much togetherness, I, I, I sense in there. And, and it's really hard to, to, uh, to pick one. And also, these winter signings were, uh, were excellent with, uh, with O'Reilly, we can see, and, and with the two Japanese. Although it's questionable whether uh, Maeda can do the same as, as Giacomakis or, uh, or Kyogo, but he's getting in shape at, at Celtic as well. So, um, if, if I, would, I would have to pick like two players, uh, decisive would be Abada and, and Jota, the two on the wing. Yeah, they certainly have become favourites of a lot of people. And Abada is only a year younger than us, isn't he, Tony and Jim, as well? Yeah. Everyone's younger than us. (laughs) Well, me, sorry. Me. Both like that. Uh, Jim, I wanted to get your thoughts. Obviously, Tony brought it up. Um, Bethon's talked about Kyogo being an outstanding player for us early in the season. Tony's mentioned um, for the for the wind up factor or the bam up factor, as we might say in Glasgow, um, he would put Kyogo on the bench. My to defend myself slightly, we had a discussion in which I said. Personally, I feel if he's not match fit, I wouldn't put him in, but I can see the psychological aspect of what Tony's saying. What's your opinion on Kyogo? If he's at all ready, would you would you throw him in at least on the bench for Sunday? Totally agree with Tony in this one from a kind of psychological point of view. I stick Larson yeah. on the bench. Yeah. Henrik's playing maybe. Big Sutton and Hartson, just, just throw them all in. No, I think, uh, you know, we've got... As you said earlier, we've good options from the bench, which we didn't have last time, you know, and I think I said previous podcast at some time was that the big turning point for me this season was getting that winter break <laughs> moved because uh, if we went to that that last Glasgow derby with uh, Joey Dawson up front and a depleted team, then we'd be kind of pretty apprehensive. Whereas, as you said earlier, Laura, we're pretty confident, we're looking forward to the game, notwithstanding all the kind of nerves and all that kind of stuff that will kind of kick in, but I'm going in pretty good shape, no matter who we play. Uh, Hugo on the bench, definitely. Uh, but as Bowden said there, Yakimak has been has been really good. Uh, I thought he was outstanding against Ross County. Uh, right from the first minute, he picked up the ball in the halfway line, played a, played a pass to Yota without outside of his foot, straight to him. And, and if, if you're a striker, then if you've got confidence, that's a, that's, a, that's a huge thing. I'm, I'm, in saying that, I'm still not too sure about taking penalty kicks. Um, <laughs> I think you're about to take the penalty kicks because uh, that was the exact same as one two games Livingston. Yeah. Well, keeper went another way. So, and I find that a bit strange because he's such an instinctive striker, one touch, 
So those are the kind of guys, don't think about it, hit it. Or that's hmm. a penalty. <laughs> that's a complete opposite. You've got forever to think about it and everyone's watching you. So I'm not 100% sure whether he's the right guy for the penalty kicks because Juranovic just looks as if I can do this, you know, any time of the day. So that's a wee slight concern, but Big Man's been great. Uh, revelation, past few games. We've needed certain players to stand up to be counted at different points of the season and we've been fortunate that that's happened. You know, we're back... At the start, Kyogo was, was there every week and then Kyogo was out. Yota steps up. Abada, as you said, Bowden has stepped up loads of times. And then when they're kind of struggling for a bit of form around injured, Yakimakis has stood up. And Maeda, you know, to give him his due, he's chipped him with goals as well. So he's maybe not fanning all cylinders, but he's been really good as well. So, I mean, everything's really good. Just uh, we get a wee bit of luck on Sunday. You know, that's all we want. And you know, obviously we haven't talked to the referee yet, so he's a bit erratic at the best of times, what they call him. So, uh, don't give him a decision to make. Basically, when I mean, you look back in last season, last season with the red cards in both league games at Ibrox, hmm. avoidable red cards, stupid red cards. Uh, I don't mind somebody getting red cards, but it's, you know that, that's a definite red card. But they were stupid last. We talked about Beto, and that was a stupid red card. McGregor's too silly booking. So don't do anything silly. Keep a loving men on the park. Uh, Starfield, Carter Vickers will be vital. Joe Hart will be vital. I thought we defended the set pieces really well at the Celtic Park game. We played a pretty high line. As I recall, that kept it kind of well out. But uh, as I said, they're a good team and the score they make is a really good match. And but I think if if we can score early and the crowd go on their back, then it could be a good day on Sunday. But again, I'll be I'll be I'll be happy with one one. Um I was just laughing at Tony's response to your choice of words about Willie Collum. I think erratic is the kindest thing we could say about him. But um, t- him, yeah. <laughs> Tony, um, Willie D says, why has nobody gave a bad a sniff to start? What a player the boy is. I'd start him with Gigi and Jota. That's obviously what Baton suggested. Um, Maeda had his, has his advantages uh uh, Abada has his advantages as well. If we assume Ange is going to go with Gigi and Jota, who out of Maeda and Abada would you go with? Do you think, or would you go with somebody else entirely? No, no, I would play. A, I would play Maeda. I just think he's a nuisance. He's a pest, a constant pest. And I just think mm-hmm. he won't give Rangers a moment's peace. Whereas Abada can drift in and out. Maeda is constantly shutting it. Now, if you're watching Maeda, he's not necessarily weighing in with. All the goals that people might have thought, but see his work rate, see his commitment, see his application, his attitude, it's first class. He'll chase down anything. And I just think you need that at a place like Ibrooks, and you need that to give <clears throat> Rangers defenders you know, food for thought. And I just think Abada, and I've loved Abada this season, he's been brilliant, his goals and his assists speak for itself. But I just there are times when he can drift in and out of proceedings, he can hit a lull. But I just think Maida is constantly on it. He'll chase anything. And that's what you get from him. I mean, he's a bit like Kyogo in that sense as well. We admire the work rate. And he's been a wee bit more productive because he's slung over a couple of balls that Giacomacus has profited from. So there, he's beginning to tune in to maybe what uh, Maida is going to do uh, recently. So I just think, and it ain't broke at the minute, the forward line. So it doesn't need fixing. But again, in Abada, you have a player if he comes on for Maeda, who can be just as effective and make a, a valid contribution as well. So we are in great shape, good fettle, especially uh, in the forward areas. But I just think at this minute in time that those three are working really well together. And uh, I, I would keep them. They all, they, you know, my thoughts, you know, the kind of 
Tour de France yellow jersey. They're, they're the guys in possession of the jersey. And I don't think the manager would want to, you know, switch that up too much because they're quite potent when the three of them are on song. And if the three of them are on song on Sunday, Rangers will be in a game, as Jim says. The, the Rangers are a good team, but we're also a decent team and we can give teams problems. And those three guys in particular can cause all sorts of problems if they're on it on Sunday. What, what about you, Jim? I know, I know you've got thoughts about Abada potentially being more effective through the middle. Um, do you think there's any chance of him being involved in Sunday or is it is it Maeda for you as well? I think there's any chance of him being involved. Uh, Maeda, I thought there was a slight doubt about him in terms of injury-wise. Uh, mm-hmm. don't know how that's playing. I think we want to occupy their full-backs. Uh, yep. Maeda, as Tony said, is a pest. And on that left wing, I mean, that's 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 the most potent set. Crosses from the right hand side. Mm-hmm. I don't think Abada would occupy the right back as much as Yota would if I put Yota over there. I've got a wee feeling Sunday might be Yota's day. Uh, he didn't play the first game at Ibrox. He wasn't here. The game at Celtic Park. I mean, I think all the team were like that kind of seven, eight, nine performances. He was maybe one of the, maybe the six and a half to maybe to seven. You know, he was okay, but, but he could be a lot better. And I think given how skillful the lad is, maybe maybe Sunday's going to be his day but I'd certainly I like Abada I've always liked Abada I just maybe don't think he's a winger I don't think he takes mm. players on and I think he, he maybe doesn't track back yeah. as well as other players so I think those are factors you have to bring into consideration I think if you're playing one of the other SPFL teams at Celtic Park and you think you're going to win then Abada don't mind him playing wide at all but there's games where we have to kind of and that's why I mentioned Ralston earlier I mean, Ralston's number of goals he scored number of assists he scored He's pretty potent as well. You know, so it's not like that kind of Ralston Yota or Ralston Forest. But I think we have to occupy their fullbacks because apart from set pieces, that's where they're really the danger. I mean, they're, they're very good at that in terms of crossing the ball right or left. We need to stop that happening and then occupy them further up the pitch. So uh, I wouldn't pick a badder on uh, Sunday. I like a badder, but I think there's there's better options. Uh, if my head is my, my fit for me, my head plays, as Tony says, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that front three. If my head is not fit, I think about putting Yota in the left and bringing in Forrest just for his experience. I think he would strike back better. It's a it's a funny thing. I was just about to mention, you know, the fact that we've got a fit James Forrest on the bench, and this is the first time I can remember really in over a decade that very few people are talking about him being involved uh, in Sunday, uh, and justifiably so. But like you say, I don't think you can ever say that he he doesn't give his all in a game. And I think if he was to come in, that that would certainly be the case again. But I think it probably will be. Assuming Maeda is not injured, I would probably go with him. But but Abada is certainly a good alternate choice. Um, but Tund, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, the other top strike uh, sort of front player that we've not spoken about in any great detail so far, um, you're just Yakimakis, easy for me to say. Um, he had a bit of a tough time settling in at Celtic and seems to have, you know, found his feet a little bit more. He's scored some some goals. Um, he's certainly been more effective. How much have you had a chance to see Yakimakis and what do you think of him as a striker? Well, uh, those two games uh, I watched uh, live at the stadium, he, he wasn't really uh, putting on a, a show, but the others were instead of him. Obviously, he didn't play so top in, in the Glasgow derby, but, but nobody was really talking about that because of the result. And in Motherwell, uh, excellent result as well. He played a bit better there, but still uh, was subbed off in the second half. But, but after, uh, after that, I was... Uh, I was catching up on, on all the highlights, even when, when I can watch the games. 
And uh, and I mean, there are tough games even against the the last place team like like uh, Dundee FC. And and he was the one who who grabbed those crucial three points because every single point and and rather every single win is crucial in this title race for Celtic, obviously. Uh, not even mentioning this Sunday's game because th- this is absolutely a, a decider. So, uh, so that that fact that he he got his his form, his he found his scoring boots recently. Uh, so yeah, guys, the, the guys were talking about uh, they would uh, pick uh, Maeda instead of instead of Abada. Like I can understand that, especially that Abada played for the for the under twenty one team uh, for Israel recently, but. But uh, GG, I, I would, I would uh, definitely pick him because uh, why well, he is he has a he had a hard time, especially before he signed for Celtic. But, but now he he seems like he, he found his foot, and well, I can repeat myself those those two hat tricks and and really important points he got for Celtic. So I think it's as simple as you have to play a, a striker in a crucial match who who is in great form. So mm. yeah. Um, Tony, that, I think that's a fair point. I think you know if if you go on form alone, Yakimakis is one of the first names on the team sheet, surely for Sunday. Yeah, form alone and also confidence levels too. Yes, he's already talked <laughs> to talk. Now he has to go and walk the walk at Ibrox, and these are the games where you know legends and heroes are born. Go and do it there. You know, go and do it at Ibrox. Go and show them how confident you are and. Play, play the game that you've been playing and relax on it and let it happen. You know, and I, I just think that just now you're, you're pretty confident with Jack and Marcus as a centre-forward, aren't you? Whereas early in the season, you maybe weren't so. You know, when he was coming in to replace Kyogo, but you you trust the manager, faith in him, and you certainly trust him now because he's 11 goals since January. Every one of them a one-touch finish. That tells you all you need to know. And I I actually agree with Jim as well. I remember saying, I was at the Ross County game with my father and I'm standing, I said to my dad, that wasn't a good penalty. He's lucky the goalkeeper went the wrong way. Because it was a similar penalty, the one he hit at Livingston. And he only got it because Juranovic was kind enough to say, go and put it in the net. But as, hmm. he, as he stepped up, I said to my dad, conviction this time. And he trundled at home and I was just like, oh my God. But, mm-hmm. so it didn't really make any difference, right? But, I think if we get penalties on Sunday, Juranovic to ram it into the net, if that's the case. But I'm I'm liking the big man. I'm liking what he's producing. I'm liking the range of goals he gets, the couple of headers. Bolin uh, mentioned the goal against Dundee. He put his head in with a hurt for the winner there. You know, the, he spoke about his two headers against Ross County. The first one, he was up very early. The second one to guide mm. a brilliant striker playing in. His other one-touch finishes we've spoken about. So... This is a guy who's feeling confident and who thinks he's going to score every time he takes to the field. Go and do it at Ibrooks. That's all the Celtic supporters ask on Sunday. And would you would you bet against him doing it? Not not on forum, not on current forum. And you've got Maida and Jota on either side who are in, you know ta- charged with the task of possibly supplying them and your offensive midfielders like McGregor, Hattati, and O'Reilly. If these if these guys can get the ball to Jack and Marcus, he'll score. End of. Hmm. Also, Laura, if you go back to the last Glasgow derby, he played really well. Hmm. If it wasn't right. for the heroics of Alan McGregor, he could have easily scored a hat trick. Yeah. So he gave them big he gave them big issues at the back. So they'll not yeah. be looking forward to see him 
come Sunday as well. And with a wee bit of luck, that's what, it's a wee bit of luck, you can score the hatch side, a wee bit of luck on Sunday, hopefully you can put one away, at least one away. <laughs> He did, yeah. he did listen bar score against Rangers. Yes, aye. You know, he would mean he'd a header that he directed straight at McGregor, but again, oh. he was up really early and he powered it into, mm. and towards the goal. And McGregor's positioning was just right. If it's either side or just a couple of inches yeah. either side, it's in the net. It's a brilliant header. I think he could be really potent on Sunday for Celtic and a potential match winner. It's an interesting position for him to be in, Jim, because I think, you know, up until a few weeks ago, some people would have been questioning whether he was ever going to make it at Celtic. Some people are feeling a lot more sure about that now. Um, do you think he's already won people over in, in in the main, or do you think Sunday's a real chance for him to kind of stamp his identity on the team and, and make a difference, or has that already happened, do you think? He's already stepped up, that's what I said. Hmm. We needed somebody to step up. When, when, when the players who normally score the goals weren't there, he came in. Uh, he had a difficult start to because he wasn't match fit. It took him a while to get up to speed. The new country, all the stuff we talked about last year with people coming to this country under 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 COVID, trying to get used to the country, the language, all this kind of stuff. He went through the same stuff. Uh, the Japanese guys maybe settled a bit quicker than, than he did, but you, you know, in time, and if you're a centre forward and you scored a hat trick, another hat trick, you just want to be out there as soon as possible for the next game to get another hat-trick and you, and you get tons and tons of confidence and, and just uh, I think it's been great and I like him a lot and uh, just don't give him the penalties as soon as we get one <laughs> and uh, Sunday but say uh, no I think it's been really good and uh, looks like a good guy as well I mean I think that's the thing that Ange tends to Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Get good guys around them, so it's like a harmonious dressing room, so he seems to fit in really well. Seems to be loving it. Uh, and as I said, if you're a centre forward and you're scoring goals, in every game you're going thinking, I'm going to score again. How do you do, What's your definition of the word potent, Tony? <laughs> I think it'll be potent on Sunday. Is that a goal? Is that two goals? Is that four goals? Well... Aye, a, sorry, sorry. In a football context, 
that's a hat trick. That's a hat trick, surely. Is that... Well, well, possibly, but that's been overconfident, isn't it? I'll, right, settle okay. for a bra- I'll settle for a brace, Jim. A brace, Puerto Rico yeah. brace, right? No, no, good. Yeah, a wee brace would be fine. The two, the two match-winning goals, two 0 win. Jack and Marcus, both uh, one, one in each half. Excellent. I would take, I would take that as well. Yeah, um, I'll buy that. Um, you know? <laughs> um, but on, I wanted to ask you a question about Yakimakis before we move on to anybody else. Um, there's been a little bit of, you know, a division amongst the support, amongst some other people about Yakimakis and the way that he talks in interviews. He's been very confident and, you know, stating outright that we are the best team in the league. We we can win this league, you know, just being a little bit more outspoken and, and not as reserved as sometimes players are with all their media training. Um, what do you make of that in football? Do you think that's something you would like to see more of players doing or do you prefer to see them do just perform on the pitch and, and stay quiet off it? Well, generally speaking, you have two types of, of players, that, the ones who, who have character and show it in the media as well and in interviews and, and uh, radio and show uh, and so uh, and the others who, who don't have that much character and they concentrate, they can still be excellent players. Like like the one of the best ever, Leo Messi, or, or arguably the, the best ever, but not everyone is uh, is Zlatan Ibra- uh, Ibrahimovic, to to name him, that that he's, uh, he's really confident in interviews and he, like he, he thinks that uh, winning the leagues are, are uh, obvious things. So uh, I can't, I can understand that there is a, there's a division uh, in the Celtic supporters. So, uh, well, it's it's a great great to have confidence. So, uh, but if you have like a, a trainer like like Ange who is uh, who speaks always clearly and and uh, tells the supporter what he what he wants, uh, you don't necessarily need that character. But it, it's not a bad thing either. So. Uh, Maybe in this stage, before the championship round, before the third uh, league derby of the season, uh, it's it's perhaps a bit bit dangerous thing to to uh, to share your opinion like that. Not a big not a big mistake, but, but I would still wait <coughs> until, until Sunday whether he can get those uh, whether he can make those uh, hopes reality. Yeah, um, Tony, I. I am conflicted on this one. I I quite like to see it. I think it's quite entertaining, and as long as he's not saying anything too disrespectful or too out of line, I quite like to see a player coming out and backing themselves and their teammates. The only risk you have, obviously, is that you can fall flat in your face. Being a journalist, though, you must you must love it. Like that was manna from heaven, journalistically. Uh, there was nothing wrong with what he said. It was a confident guy. He was he was being brutally in reflection refreshingly honest, which is a journalist and you're standing in front of a football player and he says that, you're like, brilliant. You know, you, so you just want him to keep talking. <clears throat> it's what, you know, and that's how he felt. It was reflective of his mood at the time, where he, where he thought, yep, Celtic are a better team than Rangers and we can win the title. There's nothing really wrong with that. All you, but you do hear a lot of people be a wee bit more conservative and say, well, that's going to get pinned up and the Rangers dressing room, and that's what they think gave their extra motivation. But I always think that see if you need that to motivate you, then you're in the wrong game, you know. Mm. So that, that's that's just you know. But I just think sometimes you 
if that's how you feel, it's fine and it's fine being honest and exuberant, but maybe sometimes you keep a lid in it, you know, because managers don't like you saying things like that. They just kind of like the, the one game at a time, over the moon, sick as a parrot type responses, you know, that kind of thing. You know, or you leave it to the manager, i.e. Ange, to answer questions in his own inimitable style. But, you know, he, they get. I guess the proof will be in the pudding on Sunday when he will be in a hostile atmosphere. He is the main man, Celtic Sports. A lot of Celtic Sports are riding on George's Giacomacchus. The fans want him to see him back up that top by going up where it matters on the park. And he's a confident guy, so he'll take that on his shoulders and he's in the form of his life at the minute, goal-scoring form. So, as I say, you trust him and you feel confident in his ability to go and make a difference at Ibrooks. So it's, it's over to him now, isn't it? As I say, he's walked the talk. He now has to walk the walk and you know, take what's coming to him, whatever the result is. Absolutely. I think uh, I think you've got to have that character about you that if you're going to put those things out there, then you deal with the consequences, good or bad, and hopefully mm. well. Um, Jim, I'm going to put a question to I like doing this to Jim because I, I, I like to hear what he says. I'm going to put a question to you that I, I wouldn't ask everybody, but I want to see what your thoughts are on it. Uh, Bob the Legend White says, is everyone enjoying having a race at least this season? Where do you stand on that? Because... Uh, I, I have my thoughts on it, but I'd love to hear what you think first. Before I answer that question, did that last question you were asking there about mm-hmm. Marcus and what you said, I think it's really unfair to put too much stock in what players say. I think if someone thrusts a microphone in front of you and asks you questions, then you're going to say things you, you may not mean to say. I mean, there's loads of times I'll come off this podcast and somebody will say to me, why did you say that? I'll say, I never said that. And it's not, and it's not an age thing. It's just the fact that when you're talking away, you can forget things. I think that's unfair to put too much stock in that. Mm. Do I like having a race? Absolutely. I mean, football's meant to be exciting. Uh, meant to be exciting. So if, if you're winning the league, as we did a few years ago by you know, 20, 25 points, is that exciting? No, it's not. If you're turning up and... And that's 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 the difficulty about football these days, I think, speaking like an old codger here, and in that, what do you want? Do you want excitement or do you want victory? You want victory, I think. And that's why every game you go to, uh, if you're not winning by three nothing after the first half an hour, the place is in tender hooks. Getting to the last twenty minutes, it's still nil nil. You know, t- doesn't matter how bad you play, as long as you get that goal at the end of the day and win the game, that's all that matters. So, question would be: Do you go to football to watch them winning games or to be entertained? And I think these days it's more and more about winning games. You know, and the entertainment is a bit of a kind of sideshow. Uh, I think it's dead exciting. Right? You have to enjoy the excitement of it. Uh, mm. If they come out in top. That's all the sweeter. It's like the last minute goals. It's it's all the sweeter in trying to get there. Uh, would I rather the title was between, was between us and a different team? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> because if they won it, it's, it's more difficult to take. Whereas if it was us and the Hibs, and Hibs won it, you might say, ah, oh, well, you know, it's Hibs. Whereas because there's only really two teams in town, and, and, and as they say, in Glasgow, second is last, you know, and it's been the way the season started off. You know, losing three games out of six and the first. Nobody, uh, you know, only the most you know, blindly optimistic person would have said, with any chance. And we talked about, and I talked about this stay in touch come New Year, stay within five, six points, see what happens. And that's what we did. We managed to stay within that five, six points. And then they've dropped some points in the last couple of months. You've <laughs> been pretty consistent. That's my code. You passed Tony's it through basement. the internet. <laughs> it's really, really damp in Tony's basement. Uh, <laughs> 
So we managed to stay with the five, six points. They then dropped some points, and then that's given the chance to go. And it's like kind of, we're kind of on the outside, and then we've just got to the front in the last, you know, eight, nine games. Perfect timing. And if you can do it on Sunday, then we push a wee bit further forward. But absolutely, yes. I mean, I think it's, it's far more. And that's what football's meant to be exciting for me. And I'd much rather be in a close race. I think because it's the Glasgow thing, second is last. If we'd have lost the league to somebody else, it wouldn't be such a, a bitter pill to swallow. And the whole thing about the money thing, again, that it's such a swing that should we win the league and and get the £40 million, and they don't get it, and vice versa. And it's such a huge swing. So the money is an important part as well. But to answer the question, absolutely. It's, just enjoy it. Enjoy the excitement of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on your side, Tony. I take it, I take it you agree that the... The leagues at a canter have been nice, but going back into games that matter and, and it matters whether you get the winner against Dundee, as we were talking about earlier, it's more exciting, isn't it? That's what football's about, isn't it? It's the highs and the lows, isn't it? You know, the the joy, the ecstasy, the despair. I mean, you 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 were hoping that Celtic would make a fist of it this season. As I've said before, now that they've worked themselves into this a position, it's going to be a crushing disappointment if they don't see it over the mm. line. Mm. But imagine the elation if you can get this over the line. I, I wrote something the other week saying, would it be one of the sweetest title victories in Celtic history? You bet your life it'll be. Yeah. Regardless, uh, I don't know where it drank in your own personal... Uh, but if, if they can pull off this kind of... Because Celtic one is supposed to be challenging. This is supposed to be a, a second season manager. You know, I mean, this is that's all the all the research and what we were told. Nice nah, teams come good in the second season, but in, in writing off this season, you were writing off as Jim said, they're the forty million quid. So, and I'm not saying Celtic are going to win this title, but what a position we've put ourselves in, and we are going to experience either up there or down there. It's what it is, but that's why you're a football fan, and there's more excitement. Uh, involved every season when you're a Celtic fan because you are usually there or thereabouts fighting for most of the prizes and as Jim says yeah it'd be easy to take if it was Hibs or Aberdeen but it's not and for the past 30 odd years it hasn't been it's always going to be Rangers isn't it so that's that's why it gets so nerve wracking and it's why it's why you love the game of football yep. Yep. and when it goes your way there is not a feeling like it when it goes no. against you, there's, and when it goes against you, there's not a feeling like it. <laughs> yeah. And both sets of supporters experience that. Yeah. It's simply cool, you know. So you just hope that Celtic have got enough in their tank over the next seven games to to get you know to get to the checkered flag. I really hope so. I really hope so. And before we finish off with the dreaded predictions, I just want to say thank you to Baton for joining us on the show today. It's been really great to have that that different perspective. Um, just while people are still watching Baton, where can we find your content to to follow? If you follow you, if anybody wants to see what you're up to. Yeah, thank you very much for uh, for uh, having the possibility to to be here. Well, my, my YouTube channel is Hungarian Football Vlogger. Uh, amongst others, I chose this name because it's it can be found quite easily. So, like like three three names: Hungarian Football Vlogger, obviously, because I'm uh, I'm from that country. And <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be uh, trying to to be back at Celtic in in Glasgow as soon as uh, as possible. It's gonna be probably for the Championship round 
of the league, obviously, because it's almost impossible to get tickets for the for the semi-final against Rangers. You would need like a double capacity stadium as Hamden Park. But I'm gonna also say uh, go and watch my, one of my next videos because I'm gonna visit San Pauli next week against Werder Bremen. So that would be uh, an interesting thing for you <clears throat> as well. And guys, if you have not seen the the Glasgow Derby video, go and watch that as well. You're gonna enjoy it. I think I did a quite great job in capturing the atmosphere. So uh, Hungarian football vlogger on Celtic HFV underscore twenty twenty one and Instagram Hungarian football vlogger as well. And, and thank you very much once more. Brilliant. I think I'll definitely be checking it out. I, I do. It's one of my guilty pleasures, just sticking on a, a, a playlist of football vloggers and seeing where they go and what they got up to and wishing I had the time to go to these places. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's good fun and I'll definitely be checking it out. So thank you very much. And I'll put you in the spot first, put on before I go back to, to Tony and Jim. Uh, how do you think we'll go on on Sunday? What's your score prediction? Uh, I was uh, a bit early to mention that during the, the stream, but Perhaps some people missed it, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a two-one victory for Celtic, and the winner will be scored quite towards the end. Oh, I like that! I like that. You'd have been silly to come on a Celtic podcast and predict a Rangers win. That's for sure. Anyway, um, Tony, I'll come to you next. What's your What's your prediction for Sunday? Two 0 George's Jack and Mac will set the double goal in each hand. <clears throat> Settle Jim's nerves. Sorted. Right. Tony, uh, Jim, sorry, are you still in the draw? Are you going to are you going to put put a limb out and go for a go for a win? <laughs> this week you can find me in Tony's basement. Uh, <laughs> so, so, no, I'll go for one each. I'll go for one each. I'll go I'll, for, I'll one, for each. Win, one each. Can I just mention something before we go? Uh, yes. Tomorrow is the launch of the the Bertie Old Legacy Charity ten thirty. Just to, to mention it in passing. So I've been invited along to that. Very privileged to along and, and see that. So hopefully that can keep Bertie's name going. Uh, I'll see well. you there, James. Are you going? Okay. Yes. Okay. Can you let me in the basement first? <laughs> 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 I'll let you out. Yeah, I'll let you out. <laughs> See you tomorrow, pal. Yeah, give, hey. give him something to eat. Laura, Laura, you, you never ask. Laura. You're getting it tomorrow. <laughs> We're actually in the flesh. You're getting it. Right. You never ask how Tony and I met. You asked both of you, mate, Kevin. You never asked how we met. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. We've got plenty of weeks to go into that. I'm sure we'll get to that. I'd love See you to tomorrow, that, pal. Sorry. See you tomorrow. <laughs> If, if you're going along, if you're going along to that, I'm sure Tony and Jim will be happy to see there. Um, uh, like you say, Bertie's um, Bertie's name needs to be remembered, and what a better way to do it than through a through a fantastic cause like that. So it's going to be fantastic. Um, if uh, if you're not going to, well, you won't be going to the game on Sunday. We all we all know why, but. Um, uh, you can watch it on Axon. The the pre-match, uh, halftime and post-match coverage will be there as always. And uh, we hope to see you there if you aren't watching it elsewhere. Thank you very much to Baton. Thank you to um, Tony and thank you to Jim. This has been a Celtic State of Mind.
message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.